everybody, Fernando Campos here, back after this crazy Italian Grand Prix. It took Lewis Hamilton 12 races to become the first back-to-back -back winner of 2017, and it also took him the same 12 races to overtake Vettel for the first time in the Drivers' Championship, while the German is still in damage control mode. Also, after just 7 days, we saw Lance Stroll starting from the first row, and Esteban Ocon starting from third, which comes to show how crazy Saturday was. But without further ado, let's get straight to the Italian Grand Prix recap, but first, let's hear from Gary from Motorspeed who sent another call in after episode 3. Yo, what's up Fernando? Firstly, I just want to say you did a great job with your review of the Belgian Grand Prix and I've just shared your segment and your review and your station to the Motorspeed Facebook page because I know I've got some friends that are interested in Formula 1 and uh, quite frankly, you are going to become the source of Formula 1 on Anchor. I can see it. Thank you for the feedback and thank you for the call in, Gary. I'm really happy to hear that. And also, if you guys don't know him, please make sure to search for Motorspeed here on Anchor or search for Gary on Twitter because he brings the whole package at Motorspeed. He talks about a lot of different races and a lot of different uh, championships. So don't miss this opportunity because his content is very good. Apart from a crazy Saturday, if you wanted to know what would happen in Monza, you just had to listen to my Belgium Grand Prix preview. And what I said there didn't happen all that much in Spa, but it happened in full force in Monza. Lewis Hamilton took off at the start and never looked back. He cruised for his sixth win of the year, and Bottas had to fight a little bit for his second place, but when he got to second, he cruised as well. They did what they were used to do back in 2014 and 2015, so this shows how strong of a car Mercedes has in fast tracks. Meanwhile, Ferrari did what they could have done. They, they didn't have the best car in this type of track. They were running a full seconds lower than Mercedes at times. So a third place for Vettel, even 36 seconds behind Hamilton, was a great result for him. And Raikkonen almost got a fourth place, proving that Ferrari was the second team. But then, all of a sudden, Daniel Ricciardo showed up and proved how great of a driver he is. He surely is a potential uh, championship winner in the future. And you, we can never count him out in fights for podiums, regardless of where he starts the race. He started in 16th place. He waited a little bit more to stop because of his tires. And he was running 4th or 5th. When and when he stopped, we expected him to fall to 8th or 7th and then try to come back. But when he stopped, he came out of the pits in 5th. Passed, he overtook uh, Raikkonen and almost fought for the podium for a podium place, even though he started in 16th. He 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 plowed ahead. He didn't he didn't care who was in front of him. He just plowed ahead. A great recovery race, and this again proves how great of a driver Ricardo is. She surely has championship potential. He has to either expect Red Bull to make a great car for the next year, or to go somewhere else where he can be truly uh, competitive. But he's doing all this with the third fastest car on the grid. He's being this competitive, doing this type of damage with the third fastest car. So imagine him fighting for a championship on the best or second best car of the grid. He is a dangerous driver and when he gets the chance, I'm sure he'll grab it and he'll hold it as hard as he can so he, so he can maybe fight for a championship. But I can see him being a champion in the future. 
And he overtook Raikkonen, and Raikkonen even complained about damage in the end of the race, and Vettel also complained about brake issues after lap 40, but that didn't, but that didn't compromise his race all that much, and this was the story of the race. Mercedes off and running, they never looked back, they spruced for their 1-2, their second 1-2 of the year, I believe, and this was a typical Mercedes track. Ferrari was playing a damage control card and Vettel did that perfectly. This third place and fifth place, they, that this second place in Spa and third place in Monza uh, were great results for him to still be able to fight for the championship because yes, Hamilton was supposed to win the races and he did, but Vettel was there every time. So he is in second now, he lost the lead, but not, not he did, the, the margin of lead Hamilton has is pretty small and the next track favors Ferrari a lot. So Vettel is still in, 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 in range and he's still a big factor on this championship fight this is not over of course Hamilton now has the, the advantage but Vettel is not dead yet this this lead change is not safe and this will probably happen again in the future and meanwhile Red Bull was the third fastest car but uh, Ricardo just just he, he won the race he basically won the race with the result he had. he had. Starting from 16th place and finishing 4th, almost fighting for a podium, is surely a great result, another great result in his belt. Now, on the midfield, Stroll started 2nd and Ocon started 3rd. We were expecting them to fall behind because we knew these positions were circumstantial. The circumstances put them there, they were not that fast, but Ocon had a brilliant race on Sunday. He defended as well as he could, and this sixth place was really important because he gathered crucial points in his fight with Paris. Now they're almost leveled in points, and this fight is important not only for him, but also for the team. And Paris is a pretty respected driver experience-wise. He has been in Sauber, McLaren, he has now been in Forsenia for a long time. So being level, almost leveled in points with Paris is crucial, and this shows how good of a driver Ocon is in the bright future he has and most importantly he answered his uh, teammate on the track he didn't come out saying a lot of bad things about Perez but he answered in track he finishing in sixth while Perez finishing eighth now Stroll we were expecting him to fall a little bit more behind but he didn't he defended as well as he could when he was uh, challenged by Massa and Perez and Williams gathered some crucial points in the constructors fight as well they got some breathing room now in the fight in a fight that was pretty close coming out of Belgium. Now they have 20 points of difference between them and Haas and 15 points between them and Toro Rosso. So now they can breathe a little bit and they can enjoy their fifth place that was really in jeopardy and they were almost threatened to fall to eighth behind even Renault. Now they have 21 points between them and the French team. So this fifth place is more safe now, not as safe as it can be, but it's safer than it was. Also, McLaren had a pretty terrible race in Italy, we were not expecting them to gather good points. Van Dorn almost finished 10th, but then his engine gave up. Not a lot later than that, uh, Fernando's engine gave up as well, and this tragedy keeps going and going. They're expecting to announce a deal with Renault today, today's the deadline to do that, but uh, they haven't done that by the time I'm recording this, so maybe on the next episode they will have announced this or not, so we will know if it will be McLaren Honda or McLaren Renault, but a McLaren Renault can be pretty dangerous because their chassis is pretty good, now their engine is letting them down, so imagine a good chassis with a Renault engine behind them, this can be a pretty dangerous team with uh, Fernando or not. 
but McLaren can oppose a threat if they have a good engine behind their car because their chassis is pretty good, their chassis can hold it together and they can be a respectful midfield team for now. So the fight in the constructions now has Williams in 5th with 55 points, Toroso in 6th with 40, Haas in 7th with 35 and Renault in 8th with 34, now McLaren is far behind with 11 and Sauber closed things off in 10th with 5 points. This fight will still go to the end, but now Williams has a little bit more of a breathing room between them and Haas, Renault and Toro Rosso. With a new championship leader in Lewis Hamilton, we now look ahead to Singapore in two weeks time, a track that favors Ferrari a lot, not only Ferrari but also Red Bull, so I wouldn't be surprised if we don't have a Mercedes car on the podium. Ferrari is expected to dominate just like they did in Hungary and Monaco, which are tracks that are similar to Singapore, and Red Bull is also competitive in slow tracks, so I expect Daniel Ricciardo and Max Verstappen to oppose a bigger threat to the Italian and German teams, and they are dying to get to the podium again. So Mercedes will have to fight a lot more for even a podium than they had in Spa and Monza. Also, it's a track that favors Renault and McLaren, so they can score some important points for them in the Constructors' Championship. But remember, we still have to wait a lot until then, so a lot can change. And still, this championship fight is wide, wide open between Hamilton and Vettel. This can change, this lead might change uh, two or three more times until we get to Abu Dhabi in the final showdown. So now we have to wait until Singapore in two weeks' time. So that was it for my little Italian Grand Prix recap. The short week caught me off guard, so the Force India episode is coming this week and not right after the Belgium Grand Prix recap, like I said. But once again, thank you for the feedback on episode number three. That was great, you guys are the best. And if you want to tell me if I said something right, something wrong, if you want to send your opinions, look for me on Twitter at AfterDownCampos or send a call in just like Gary did today and on episode number one. You can search for my uh, station here on Anchor because there is some exclusive content here as well. And guys, now we have to wait for Singapore. Rod, come here Rod, really quick, please. Fernando is faster than you. Can you confirm you understood that message? There you go, thank you.